Welcome to the Grow Down Podcast, conversations while following Jesus on the old road which leads to new life. I'm your host, Tim Herset, and I want to thank you for tuning in. This year on the Grow Down Podcast, we are embarking on a journey. We're having fun with a quartet of trilogies. That's four different sets of three found in Scripture. Currently, we are in the midst of a trilogy called Faith, Hope, and Love. If you're interested in listening to past episodes, go back and see what we've already covered. Welcome to the Grow Down Podcast, Bryce Timmerman. Bryce, what is one thing people listening need to know about you? Uh, in college, I uh, had to wake up at the crack of 10. I'd never seen the sun before. That was way too early. And I brushed my entire mouth with cortisone. I thought it was toothpaste, and I brushed my entire mouth with cortisone, and it was about five minutes in when I realized, man, this crest is probably bad, and I read the label, and it was not, so <laughs> don't right. get too close to me unless you want to smell cortisone. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a morning person just like me, Yeah, to know it, that's why we schedule things the way we do. Uh, we are on the second part of our trilogy of faith, hope, and love, so what are we talking about today, Bryce? Well, we did faith, and so the scientist, the rocket surgeon in me, would mean that there were two topics to deduce, and I would say we're doing hope. We are going to talk about hope. So I'm going to define hope for us. This is from the dictionary, okay? You ever hit, use that? Uh, yes, and you, yeah, hit me with it, Tim Webster. Okay, so hope is defined as an expectation or desire for a certain thing to happen. Mm. You could go on and could say it's to trust in, wait for, look for, or desire something or someone. Or it's this just expecting something beneficial in the future. Mm -hmm. So would you agree or disagree? Again, we're talking disciples of Jesus on this long road of following him. We're sticking to these old principles, learning a new way of life. Would you agree or disagree? We are helpless, but we are not hopeless. I would agree. Because putting so much on that deservedly so goes to our Lord and Savior, goes to Jesus. We, without him, we are helpless. But because of him, we are not hopeless. We have hope. And I would also go as to say, because of him, we're not helpless either. Um, But if we don't have grace, if we don't have the gospel, the gift of faith and the gift of grace, then what do we have? Then then what is our purpose for? Yeah, I would agree that we are helpless, but we're not hopeless. And I like how you added that if you are in Christ, in relationship with him, then you aren't helpless. Yeah, because you receive the Spirit of God. Right. Yeah. Yeah, this is a guy who walked on water. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Speaking of water, the first thing we're going to talk about is from Hebrews. Um, this, is, this is one of those sayings that gets taken. It's like a little snippet from a paragraph that gets taken, and it gets put on beautiful wall hangings. Yeah. Uh, I was actually at a cabin at a lake this weekend, and I saw it hanging on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, you see it on 
Instagram posts, cutesy, just girly things. Yeah, yeah. things like that. Yeah. But it says, we have this hope as an anchor for our soul. So this hope, those two words, this hope, it's referring to God's promise to save his people. Um, and, and to articulate it this way, that God, the hope is God's promise to save them from sin and to save them for him. So often we talk about this Christianity thing is, oh, it saves you from your sin and you get to go to heaven. But it's actually so much more than that. Mm. It's also that we get to be in relationship with Jesus. Right. So the, that, that we have this hope for an anchor for the soul comes from Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. I'm going to read the verses that come before it because it helps us understand this hope. Okay, and it says this. This is starting in 16. It says, People swear by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised. He confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for our soul. So Bryce, when you think of hope, this hope that God, he can't lie, the nature of God that he is going to save you from your sin, he's going to save you for a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. When you think of that, that's the hope we're talking about. When you think of it as an anchor for your soul, what comes to mind? Well, two things. Um, one, an actual physical image comes to my mind because I have a boat and a couple weekends ago my grandpa and I were out fishing and we found some perch. I was very impressed, very excited, hungry boy. And so we trolled past them, floated over them, so we went back to the same spot, couldn't find them, went back to the same spot and we found them. We anchored down when we found them. We literally dropped an anchor to the bottom of the lake and we stayed there. And since we were anchored, that was where we were, we kept catching these perch. Kind of a stupid example. Yes, I kind of just wanted to show off that I've caught fish before. But it is, it is truth when you think about the actual purpose of an anchor in the physical terms. It, it holds you there. And the other thing that comes to my mind, the point too, um, you talked about uh, it's this hope that God's talking about is God's promise to save his people. And I can't help but think, throughout the entire Bible, starting in Genesis, Old Testament to New, that um, God has always given us his hope and he has always promised uh, to save us. We've always had that hope, but it's always us that have turned away, starting at the Garden of Eden to every, all the 57 times Israel did it in the Old Testament, where God gave them opportunities and they had hope in front of them, but they would follow their own path. They would do their own thing. And um, we get to Isaiah, and then we realize that Jesus has to be our true hope. All the prophecy in that book is talking about that, that Israel cannot be its own savior. Israel cannot be its Messiah. And so we need an actual one. And so God's hope is an anchor. It's always there. It's always been there. 
we, we have that. It's always been us who have turned away from it and who have declined it and who have done it our own thing, who have thought, yeah, golden calves look cool to worship, that sort of thing. You know, we, we are the ones, uh, obviously, that need him and that are helpless. And so I just think about that. The theme, really, through all of doctrine, through all of Scripture, is, is God's hope. It's always there. Yeah. He's never taken it away from us. Yeah, when I think of the anchor picture, usually I think of like a ship in the ocean mm-hmm. in a huge storm. But recently, I think it's because I went rock climbing a few weeks ago, oh. a month ago. Um, I've been thinking about the picture of an anchor in terms of rock climbing. Okay. So you need an anchor to secure the rope so that not if, but when I fall, right. I will able to be able to be caught. Well, doesn't and, the person that works there just have you on the rope? Well, oh, is this a need, was this a legit mountain? This was wasn't a, a real, rock wall. Real rock. Oh, okay. So I'm sorry. People who work there. <laughs> no, but you still need someone on one end of the rope holding. Yeah, you're tied to the other, but you have to. There's got to be an anchor that you're connected to. Sure. The rock. Correct. Yeah. And so that I say, if not if, but when, because I did fall. Mm-hmm. You're gonna fall, and you got to get back down. You know, and so the anchor for our soul, knowing. We are going to fall, and that the hope that we have that God's going to save us that that so it's a new picture for me like, yeah. to think of it that way yeah um, that He is going to save us yeah you've probably just sparked a new wave of Christian rock climbers and that's awesome <laughs> of trendy Instagram posts yeah. hopefully yeah um, so what we're going to do um, Bryce you did your homework you said. You were I did. I did lot. say that. Yep. You were in the parking lot for like seven minutes before I showed up late. Um, we're going to look at some passages from the Bible that have the word hope in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've ever done this. Do you ever do this where you're like, oh, I'm curious how many times this word shows up in the Bible? You, oh, yeah. Big Bible Gateway, boy. You check it out on Bible Gateway. Yeah. Or the Google, right? Yeah. I didn't do that with hope. I have no clue how many times hope shows up in the Bible. Yeah. It's a lot, though. I've picked out... One, two, three, four, five, six passages. Um, but if you have some that I don't have, mm-hmm. what we're going to do is just kind of read them. This is not an in-depth Bible study. Yeah. It's like a, what's your gut response? What's this make you think of? And we'll go from there. And then yeah. we'll get into some other stuff a little bit down. Um, more kind of like hope in the midst of if that makes sense. So first one is from Colossians and it's Paul writing and says the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. What's your reaction to that? Well, I right away, I see the glorious riches and that is just such an awesome description of uh, Christianity, of our eternal hope. Um, it's beyond our imaginations, any, anything more than we can comprehend. And so I, I love that. And to go off that as the verse finishes, the hope of glory, um, that, I mean, honestly, what I think of is I think of heaven. When I hear words like glorious riches, when I hear hope of glory, that's what I think of. I think of eternity with our Lord and Savior. And the fact that we can't even fathom an iota of what that would look like. That is, you know, 
Yeah, eternal glory. Hmm. I think often when people hear hope of glory, they think of like August and the beginning of football season. And Mm. like that, the way coaches talk to, I'm thinking like high school football. Sure. The way coaches talk to their seniors, you know, it's like, this is your last chance to go to state. And they're thinking of November, but it's a hot August day, like the hope of glory. Yeah. Which I think is, it's a cool picture and I'm not even a football guy. Yeah. But like that, that's just this sliver of like the joy and celebration Mm -hmm. of being with, with God. Right. Which right before it's this mystery Christ in you that we can actually experience that right now. Yeah. We get a sliver of the fullness of God, right? The, the hope of glory. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Grow Down Podcast. If you're enjoying the music at the beginning and the end of these episodes, check out Jeremy Erickson. Look him up online. There's a friend of mine who passed away about a decade ago. Some of his music is still available for purchase at Bandcamp. Until next time, 